The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite. From the Crosley Studios in Race City, USA, here's your host, Kyle Armstrong. Welcome back to another edition of the Forward Bite Podcast. This is episode number 52. We're here in studio with Adam Logan, and I'm Kyle Armstrong, and uh, I believe we've got a very special guest here lined up for you. Uh, we just spoke with the million-dollar man himself, Donnie Moran, right before we came on the air, and uh, he's agreed to do this podcast with us, so we're going to give him a little bit of time, let him get started on mowing his grass, and then we'll give him a break from that and have him on here and in a little bit and uh get what, is him it, to, what is it about mondays and everybody mowing their grass got, yeah every time we call somebody well i got grass to cut i guess it's i guess the racers are at the track all weekend so monday is i guess honeydew list and wash day and mow grass so hopefully he's not like clinton they got a lot of grass to cut up there in dresden ohio from, you ever been to their place no it looks they've like, got they've got a pretty big looks like they got a lot of grass to cut yes so he's probably got him a Dixie chopper or something out there cutting. Probably got him a big old bush hog. We'll ask him what he's got when he. So yeah, looking forward to that. I appreciate Wiley and Devin for uh, for the uh, for the contact info- information there, and we were able to to lock that in. And I'm I'm looking forward. I mean, of course, this is 21 years to the day, pretty much, where Donnie Moran won that original million dollar race up at Eldora, and pretty surreal and pretty unreal that somebody's got a shot to win. A million dollars over a million dollars actually yeah. this coming thursday up there at eldora speedway and i cannot wait to get there it's it's crazy how they're it's, it's kind of weird too the way the million is going to be on thursday and then they reset and then they do the to typical you know late model dream for 128 so like as a driver let's say let's say you win a million dollars on thursday night like then you go race again you're like oh i'm just racing for 128,000. I think the reason they probably did that was because of ticket sales and people probably already had their advanced renewal tickets for the dream weekend and that, it was easier to stick it on that Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, with people, you know, like you said, renewing tickets and, um, you know, camping spots and everything else, I think it was kind of a last-minute decision. Like, it wasn't – they didn't schedule that until, like, this year. Like, it wasn't announced this year, so probably they didn't want to screw up what they, you know, had for people coming and – you know, the, the flip, you know, some people probably couldn't come, you know, early in the week. So they didn't want to screw tickets up for the, the dream deal. So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool, you know, having it on Thursday night. And I, then, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's pretty, pretty cool that it is on a Thursday night. That means a lot of eyes will be on it because oh, it'll be yes. the only thing on TV that night to choose from to watch. And a lot of people will be tuned in, a lot of eyes on our sport and, uh, and Tony Stewart and those guys have been up there. Rob and everybody's up there working on it. And they said it's going to be a million-dollar track for a million-dollar race. I hope so. The so. last couple of races they had up there, the track's been – it's not been typical Eldora. I mean, I don't want to talk trash on nobody, but usually when you go to Eldora, it's usually, you know, smooth from top to bottom. You can race top to bottom. But, you know, the first first race they had this year, um, it was it was rough, really rough. And I know they said they had some rain the night before. And then the last race, the apple seed, it wasn't wasn't any better. You know, people were blowing tires out and, and wrecking race cars and folding noses under. So, I think Tony, I mean he, he's that guy that if he sees a problem, 
he's going to do everything he can. He's got the uh, the right crew up there, the right people in the place to say, okay, all right, guys, we got to we got to fix this. So, I you know I think they are doing what they needed to do. They've been cutting it open, letting it dry out. Hopefully, I know they put new dirt on it from last year. So cutting it open letting it dry out and you know repacking it and cutting it open repacking i think that's gonna you know get the the surface to mesh and then go from there and and you know fingers crossed it's like you said a million dollar track for a million dollar race i totally agree with everything you just said there i mean it's you know they're burning a lot of diesel fuel up there right now it's not for it's not going to be for lack of effort i I really do believe they're going to have that track meshed and and it's going to be like it's going to be good they got the equipment up there and if it's not right, they can go out there and, and rework it. And oh, they you, got the sheep's foot, and they got the equipment, they got the graders, they got anything you can imagine. They've got it, and uh, and they're not gonna they're not gonna it's not gonna be from lack of effort, and they're not gonna throw the green flag on a on a race that's gonna be this prestigious with it with it not being right. In and my like in, like you said on a on a Thursday night, you know, with all the um, streaming races out there, um, to have it on a Thursday night. There's nothing else against it. You know, all eyes will be on that deal. And like you said earlier, I think you posted something earlier this week. It's the richest race per, was it mile or per lap in America? Per mile, yeah, it is. I mean, so, like, the, I, I don't know, you didn't, your deal, did, your, deal, your deal didn't have, it's what somebody brought up today, the Daytona 500, which I think they pay $2 million to the winner. But, you know, you have on there what the Indianapolis 500 and the NASCAR All-Star Race, you know, broke down in per lap what each lap, you know, yeah, pays. They, yeah, there's guys over at, we got to thank those guys over at Flow for putting this together. But it's, uh, you know, it ranks one, two, three in the million, pays $19,842 a mile, 50.5 miles. Compared to the Indy 500 from this year, which was three million one hundred thousand to win, five hundred miles, sixty two hundred dollars a mile, and the and the NASCAR All Star race was a million to win, one hundred eighty seven miles for five thousand three hundred thirty three and thirty three cent a mile. So by the mile, this is the biggest race. That's just crazy. The that... biggest race in the in the maybe other than the Kentucky Derby because it was one mile. It's one mile. So that's different. That's, that's kind of that's that's a horse race, but that's a horse race. We, we got more horsepower. We got deal. more horsepower. Is what we're trying to say is this is a huge deal, big for the sport, and a lot of people are going to be watching it that maybe are not and I, and fans. I, yeah, and I heard be a fan after they watch that. Yeah, I heard today that right now they've got a hundred and fifteen, I think hundred fifteen, hundred twenty guys already pre-entered for this deal. So. Those car counts hadn't been. I hadn't seen that since I've been yeah. going. I mean, there. I remember the first, the first time I went to Eldora, I went to a Dream, and there was a hundred, there was a hundred and twenty-seven hundred, you know, around that number. So like seven guys went home that night. You know, the old format, top one twenty, move on to Saturday, and then the rest of the guys. Usually it was more than that, so they did a you know non qualifiers race on Friday night, but. Um, I would assume that it's going to be that again. They'll, I think they take the top 120. I think there's going to be have 20 cars a piece in them. I think there's going to be over 120 cars. I do. Too. Even if there's 115 now, I think there's going to be some guys that just you know just show up. Um, I, it's just un, it's unbelievable. It's a where prestigious we're race. If you've got a dirt late model and you're and it's on jack stands and 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 you're not racing anywhere this weekend anyway, why not go to Eldora and have a vacation? I don't, and, 
Eldor has always been typically like a a very good race to go to as far as for a racer entry fees and pit passes and all that stuff like they don't charge you an arm and a leg i think like an entry fee that week you know before the the cutoff or anything it was like very cheap it was like a hundred 120 bucks to race for like four days when they had the you know double shows and then they went to the three-day format where you know you had preliminary nights the first two to set up for saturday um they it's always been one of those races that a guy could go to and race for three or four days and it didn't cost you an arm and a leg. So like right now, um, and, and the way the, the sport's going costs and everything like it's, I mean, it's Eldora and, and you're paying, I mean, this, this week, a million on Thursday and then 128, two days later. And even like the not like the first two nights, I mean, they pay 10000 to win those features, and they double up the features, and then it's just – that place right now, I mean, it's it's the – It's fantastic. It, it's the mecca. It is. It, 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 uh, I saw something, you know, they were previewing the, the truck series. It's going to be at Knoxville, the most prestigious dirt track in America. I'm like, Knoxville's nice, but – For sprint cars, For sprint is. cars. But for – I mean, I think Eldora, to me, you know, I'm a late model guy. We're late model people, but, I mean – they they have the biggest dirt late model races, and they have I mean not the biggest because I know the Knoxville Nationals for the sprint cars, but they got big races, the Kings Royal and stuff like that at Eldora. So I think Eldora is just the it's it's the dirt track, you know. Everybody looks it's the up place. To. It it's will the, be the place to be this week. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's shift gears, I guess, a little bit, and let's talk about. Okay, first of all, it's a million dollars. I mean, how would that change somebody's <sighs> life if they won that? You think about, about it. Okay, so, so last year, last year, Overton, unbelievable year, won everything under the sun, couldn't be stopped. He raced a whole year, and all the success, all the races he won, he still didn't touch. He was close. I think he had like $800,000, $900,000 in winnings. He had to race all year and race a bunch and win a bunch of races to even get close to that. One night, a hundred <laughs> laps, and I mean that's everything he did in one year last year, in one in a hundred laps he can make more. Any driver can make more. I mean this is gonna be more than and like we said we're gonna have Donnie Moran on. He won a million this year. I think it's like a million twenty two thousand or something. It's like some little change on there on the end of it. But that's just that's a game changer. I mean, just all the equipment these guys got, like the cars, motors, you know, hauler, you know, your your crew. It would pay a lot of bills off. Yes. I mean, that just just sets you up for success for years and years to come. Now, could you imagine if you were a crew member on this deal and you got your percentage? That would change your life. Yes. Yes. You wouldn't wouldn't be leaving paycheck to paycheck. You might have to Uh, probably go get a steak dinner for a couple weeks on that one. Yeah. But, I mean, and some of these crews, they, you know, a a lot of them get paid, you know, weekly or, hey, this is what I'm going to make. And, you know, I got a little, you know, my deal when I was a crew member, you know, I got a certain, you know, salary or base pay every Every week, but when we won, you know, he threw me a little extra because you know we did good, and you know, championship. I got a little extra for championship money and stuff like that when we won. So could you imagine winning a million dollars with that little, you know? And and Daryl was a very good car owner, and 
and, and boss man that he he rewarded his guys when we did good. So most of those you know top tier teams are, are set up that way that when they do good, everybody does good. Type yeah, so, I've I've so. heard some percentage numbers and stuff, but we. That's probably true. don't want to put yeah, it out yeah, there on here, but like you know, that's, and each team is seems, different. It each, seems to me like it'd be be pretty lucrative if you were a. I'll I tell you one thing: that those I, that the person that wins it, they probably aren't leaving that night. <laughs> they probably pull up on top of that hill, and there'd probably be a bunch of beer cans. Well, the thing there. of it is, they've got to race the next night. Would you think that you would? Uh, I, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't race the rest I, of the weekend. You're already there. You're already there. I mean, you just won a million dollars. You got the. As everybody always says, I got the million dollar setup on there. You got the million dollar setup. Why not go for more? I mean, we saw Overton last year sweep the dream week, you know, and he had it on kill, and then he went back and won the world that year. Him and JD split that deal um, in September. But, you know, that's a that's a place these days where when you get the right setup, it, you just stick with it. Yeah, stick with it, and usually, and you, you can because the track, like we talked about, has always been pretty smooth. Doesn't really change that much, you know, from night to night. You know, there ain't one night that it's just super hammered down, tacky up around the wall, cushion, you know, just banging off the cushion. It usually races the same. So once, like I said, you win a million, you get that right setup. Might need to tweak on it here or there a little bit, but I don't see why not. If somebody wins it, they can turn around and and win on Saturday. And then also somebody else, Donnie Moran has held the name, the nickname, the Million Dollar Man for all these years. Somebody else is going to get to have yeah. that nickname now, and I want to ask him whenever we have him on about that. Uh, but we'll take a quick break, right quick, and uh, and come back on the other side and talk about uh, who our predictions are to win this thing. This is the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. We'll be right back. All right, we're back here on the Forward Bike Podcast. Me and Adam Logan here, and we're uh, just having a good time previewing the million. Adam, I'm looking forward to getting to go, but it sounds like you got to stay here and work. Yeah, I drew the short straw. Yeah, I don't watch I it. I drew on the TV. short straw, so yeah, I have to, I have to stay back here and and, and watch it on, on on the old TV. But I, don't remind me. <laughs> don't remind. I don't, just have to throw don't, it in there. Don't remind, remind me. In. I'm gonna. I'm, it's gonna be Thursday. I'm going to get off work, and I'm going to be like, gosh darn it, i got to go home and watch this thing. And You're going to be up there probably knee-deep in beer cans, having a good old <laughs> I time. I hope so. Having I'm, a good old time. Man, I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to it. Well, you know, they got them airplanes, you know. You can, <sighs> yeah, okay. You can get on one. It's pretty expensive. It's pretty expensive, yeah. What, I mean, be back the next day. <laughs> I could, but, No, there's no way. Man, I wish you was going to get to go. I, I know. Just, I anyway. know it's it's, it's a one you know they, they said back in in two thousand one once in a lifetime now here it is again so you have to wait another I'm like gonna have four, to wait twenty yeah, years another twenty years another twenty years I'll be fifty six we'll be all right telling your age I bit. know I'm old so uh, so I guess we'll ta- we'll go ahead and make kind of try to make our predictions here I know uh, there's twin races on Wednesday do we want to cover those so who's maybe going to be good on those or well the person. <laughs> 25 or 30 lap features there, split features. The problem is with those is you don't really. You don't you know can, who's going to be. You don't know who's going to be in, in, in which race. You know, they, they, the way they they qualify and then they bust you up, you know, odd and even based on your times. So, I mean, it could be, you know, the, our favorites could all be stacked up in one one group or, or not. And well, so. I'll, I'll go first on that because I think. I'll just pick one, and it could be he could win okay. either one. It's Kyle Strickler. 
I yes. think he's going to be good in that short run. He did. He had some speed at the Apple Seed a couple of weeks ago yep. and overcame some adversity there. And he's going to be somebody that he's going to be good. I think we'll run good in the preliminary night. What do you? Who do you pick? Lanigan. I have to go with. I have to go with my man. I have to. Just the years we've gone up there, like we're we're always good in the features on on the big nights, but it just always seems like we always had a very good car in those. Um, that's first night. I agree. Those little those twenty five thirty laps, um, we were always really good, and we we picked up a, a bunch of wins in those nights. And I've been up on stage uh, multiple times on those, you know, Apple Seeds and and Baltus Classics and those, you know, pl- I can't say the word preliminary night races. So I'm I'm gonna have to go with my man Daryl. He's he's gonna be good those nights, and it's you just can't can't not talk about him, JD. Over oh, to no. you there's know, so those, many, there's so many heavy hitters that it's I mean, so hard to predict. There's so many guys up Jonathan there. just won a won a fifty thousand at yes, um, at West Virginia at West Motor. Virginia Motor just Saturday night, but Devin Moran outran him on Friday night. Yes, I want to go way back to what I said to begin with in like February. I don't know if I said it on this podcast. Yes, you or did. Not, but I said Devin Moran, yeah, was going to win the million. Just because he ran so good at Brunswick and mm-hmm. East Bay and Volusia and everywhere, and it's like, man, he's he kind of went through a a lull there for a little bit. Like but he's he back. But he's he back. Won that race at West Virginia. Like he's, he's he's been he's been running. Tarog and them guys that got it yeah. dialed in. So, I think it's right right the right time to get get dialed in there. And then my dark horse pick, and it's not really a dark horse. Now we're still on show me the first night. I'm talking about the million now. I oh, swapped, we're talking about the million. I switched now. gears over okay. to Thursday night. Thursday night. The Show Me 100 winner a couple weeks ago, Chris Ferguson. He's somebody that can get it done in the long race there in that sweet Bloomquist chassis. He's been he's been very good in those 100-lap races. He's uh, figured it out. He got it done over there at um, at Wheatland. You know, J.D. kind of has some issues there, but he was passing him at the time, you know. So, Ferguson, but I just can't. So, you're Davenport. I'm. Davenport. Lock it in. Is that yeah, it? It's Davenport. I wish we could put money on this or something. And you ought to be able to. That's another thing I've been thinking of. Why Why can't we go and bet on these, like this million race at the casino, like we can NASCAR races? How I neat think would the that prob- be? I mean, I think the problem is. Like if they put odds on it and we could. Like, the, you know, NASCAR, you know who's going to be there, right? Yeah. I mean, those guys are locked in. I mean, dirt racing is, is such a crapshoot. I mean, there's nothing stopping JD from saying, no, I'm not going to race this weekend. And he's stupid not to. You know, no, he, he, he's going to yeah. be there. Like, all the guys are going to be there. But, I mean, any dirt racing is so unpredictable in that aspect of who's going to be at a race and who's not going to be at a race. Let's just like, they got that little dirt draft deal now. And, you know, there, there'll be plenty of times. I know you... You'll ask me at work and like, hey, who's, is this a good pick? Is this a good pick? And I think there's been a couple of times I said, hey, pick this guy. And then the next day you're like, well, I picked him and he didn't even show up, you <laughs> yeah. know. And so yeah, I, that's true. as far as like odds and stuff like that, and it's it's kind of hard to I, – I don't, I don't pretend to be no Vegas, you know, bookie or anything like that, but how do you quant- – like in NASCAR you've got 43 guys – 
that are there every week. 36. 36. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm dating myself. 36 <laughs> guys that are there every week that race against the same 36 guys. So you can kind of, okay, this guy's been on a little hot streak. He's been running good. He's got these top tens, top fives. You know, he's won a couple races or whatever. And dirt racing, you know, you can't just go off the series because yeah. not everybody runs a series. I just think it'd be cool. It'd like be cool. for a big race like this, you know who's going to be there. I don't know. That's just an off-topic thing. I'd love to see that happen one day. There's, I mean, there. I mean, Dirt Draft does it in a way. I mean, they they do quantify them as far as and how they do that. I'm not sure, but you know, the good guys cost a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Right. They give you a hundred thousand dollars play money. You know, the the better guys are higher higher amount so you can't just stack your your little field up with the good paying guys because you run out of money so there i mean they there's a way to do it but you're right maybe there somebody's gotta i mean it would be it would it would add a little bit to the sport you know i think it'd be excellent it'd be pretty it's cool. such a niche thing right now nobody in the grand scheme of things really cares about we think no. we're doing th- you know we think this is big time and it's <laughs> it is really not people people are watching baseball and basketball and yeah, Home, whatever. I mean, watching I, the news, like they don't—they're not watching us. Us, our race. That's that's the one good thing I like about you know when Tony Stewart took over Eldor. I think he, he started, he, you know, he the first couple of years he just kind of did what Earl did, just kind of just go but go with the flow. Let's let's keep it going, and then he come out with the the prelude to the dream, and that opened a lot of people's eyes to the to the racetrack because I mean. They don't care who Daryl Lanigan is. They didn't care who Billy Moyer was, Scott Bloomquist. They could care less. But Jimmy Johnson, you know, <laughs> Carl can... Edwards back in the day, Denny Hamlin, all these NASCAR guys that, you know, everybody, they have a bigger following. There's a bigger following for NASCAR. Now, okay, these guys are going to go race where? Eldora. What's Eldora? It's a dirt track. Tony Stewart bought the place. Oh, Tony Stewart bought the place? Oh, I know. I, and, I've and it heard was that a, so many times. You know, it was a, it was a big deal, and so it kind of opened – opened everybody's eyes up and I kind of, so people know a little bit more about dirt racing and it helps now that Kyle Larson and Briscoe and a few of them other NASCAR guys are, they're dabbling in the, the short track stuff. I know William Byron's doing some asphalt super late model stuff. Alex Bowman's racing the sprint car from time to time and Larson races anything he can get his, his hands on. So I think, you know, with that, those guys, it's, you know, if they'll be there, will they not be there? Who knows? But those guys racing events that we we love to watch and we think is the greatest thing ever. Hopefully, it'll bring more people into the sport. And then with all the the streaming, you know, services we got now, you know, playing these races. I mean, I think the sky's the limit. The you know, because people, we found a way to. Um, you know, broadcasting. Bring races. it to their living rooms. Yeah, we, we, there's a way, you know, people found a way. Here we go. We're going to show you dirt racing. Now, hopefully, you know, bigger markets, bigger TV, you know, companies or whatever, like, hey, all right, there's a there's a niche here. Let's see if we can grow it. So there's a way to do it. So there's going to be a lot of people watching Thursday. I think there's, I mean, it's, weekend. yeah, I mean, it, it just. We'll never it, know those numbers, but no. I know that. But it's, be a it's lot a, of people. I mean, like you said, it's a million dollar race. How many? I mean, if you think about it, all of motorsports in America or across the world, who pays a million? Nobody. 
I mean, I, I know we'll just say Supercross. They've got one deal at the end of the year, the Monster Energy Cup. It's you only win a million dollars if you sweep the whole night. Yeah. Type deal. Like this is guaranteed. You're gonna win a million dollars. You know. All you gotta do you is be there and lead the last lap. That and, you know you got what you said the Indy 500. That's a big paying one. Um, you know the All Star Race in, in Daytona. Like there's not that many races that pay a million dollars. And and you think those should you know IndyCar, NASCAR, stuff like that. Of course they they get paid well. This is dirt racing. This, I mean, this is <laughs> grassroots, and we're paying a million dollars. I'm excited for it, man. It's gonna be. Let's uh, let's move on to the dream race now okay. and talk about who your predictions are on winning. Uh, I guess talk about Friday night, and then we'll go into Saturday. Friday night. <laughs> See, because we're gonna be coming down off of that high from we'll be million. coming down off that high. I think. Uh, I mean, a guy. You can't count a guy like Scott Blomquist out. A guy like him it never fails when I watch him. Like, usually the first few nights of, like, three-day shows and everything, he kind of struggles. As he likes to say, I'm testing. I'm testing. Yeah, I'm testing. he does. So it kind of throws a little wrench in his little plan because, hey, we're racing for a million before 128000 for the for the dream. So, you know, if he misses it those first two nights, that's the type of guy that when Friday rolls around on a Saturday – he, you know, he's just, he's just that guy that, okay, I know what I need. And then he's, he's bound to be lights out, you know, throughout the you know rest of the weekend. So a guy like him, you know, a T-Mac, kind of the same way. He, I'm not saying that they struggle, but they kind of, they're a the type of people that they kind of figure out, okay, what I was missing on those first couple of nights. And they dial it in in those, you know, Saturday night they tend to tend to show up. So a guy like him, I can't believe we forgot you gotta him. got to pick one. <laughs> Dale, McDow- Dale, Dale McDowell. McDowell yeah. Dale McDowell. There you go. Dale McDowell. That's all you need to say. I mean, that's going to be, yeah, I can't Dale believe McDowell. we're having it. But there's so many different drivers that, that could that could go up the there. Thing, and, that's the thing about this. Or this Bobby race. Pierce. We haven't even talked Bobby about Bobby Pierce. Him. Well, my pick. Brandon Shepard. My pick for the Friday night deal, I would pick like Pierce maybe Pierce. to win one of those. But for Saturday, for the dream, I think that Chris Madden has been so long overdue. We forgot about Madden. I think Chris Madden. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, think, there's so, I I mean the more we over, talk about this, the more people we forget that's... I'm I mean, not forgetting them. It's just hard to mention them all. It's, there's so many heavy hitters. and But Chris Madden gets it done Saturday night and wins his first crown jewel at Eldor and wins the yep. $128,000 dream. This, what do you have on that for Saturday Dale night? Matt. Dale McDowell. I'm going to go Dale Matt. So you've got Jonathan Davenport yep, on a million. a million and yep. Davenport. Okay. All right. Yes. I've got Moran for the million and for the dream Madden. Y'all can mark it down if you're keeping okay. score at home. And we'll come back next week and see what how we did. Yep. And I'll but, be up there. But if you think about this, I know we keep <laughs> – these fields are going to be so stacked. I mean uh, – Oh, yeah. Even those split fields will be. I mean, it's going to be. Greg Satterley's another name that you better look out for. He's he's good up there. I mean, he's won some, you know. He's won a lot of races this year, races. too. Yeah. This yeah. year alone. Yeah. <laughs> who, do you, who do you pick? I know. It's going to be. It's gonna, that's that's why we watch. That's why we go. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, uh, yeah, we'll get on the other side of this break. We'll call, we'll call up Donnie Moran, give him a little bit of break from cutting his grass. He's getting ready to go to the. Go to Eldora, and I'm sure he's going to 
have a lot of questions to, to answer this weekend, but we're going to try to get him first right here on the on the Forward Bike Podcast. And I want to also thank Superior Pools of South Carolina for their support. Uh, I appreciate you, Chad Hovis, for all you've done for us. And if anybody else wants to get involved with a little bit of sponsorship, you can do that. And I'll also, if you're up there at Eldora this weekend, get a hold of me. I'll have uh, what's left of some T-shirts and some hats and, uh, you know, gases. Gas is pretty high right now, so we could use a little bit of gas money to get <laughs> ourselves go. back home. So, shameless plug there, but for sure, if you want one of those shirts or hats, uh, twenty bucks, and uh, I'll fix you up. So, come see me. I might even fix you something to eat. So, there we go. All right, well, uh, we'll take a break right quick here on the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Forward Bike Podcast here. I'm Kyle Armstrong, got Adam Logan, and happy to have a special guest here on the phone, the original Million Dollar Man, Donnie Moran from Dresden, Ohio, giving him a little bit of break from cutting his grass tonight. How's it going tonight, Donnie? Oh, it's pretty good, pretty good. Well, we've, uh, like I said, you're the original Million Dollar Man. A little bit later on this week, somebody else is going to take that nickname from you. Uh, hopefully, it's your son, Devin. What do you think about all that going on again? Uh, it is what it is. You know, things are set, things are changed, things, records are made to be broken. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, just, uh, pretty lucky to see it happen again in my lifetime. It'd be, uh, it'd be pretty cool on Thursday night. The original million dollar man, Donnie on stage, son, Devin wins the, the second million dollar. And then your daughter is, uh, Miss Eldora. Yes, that yeah. that would be a heck of a celebration up there on the front straightaway. Yes, it would be pretty awesome. But you know, with with that going on, with me being an original one, man, it, it's just putting so much pressure on Devin. Just hopefully everything goes well and he has a good run. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's a, uh, you know, you don't want to put no pressure on somebody, but it it would be a cool little storyline, you know, to kind of. I mean, he's had a good year, so. It's not out of possibility there. Yeah, you know, last weekend he won down at West Virginia Motor Speedway on Friday night. So, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a contender for this deal this weekend. Yeah, Donnie, I actually predicted that he was going to win the thing back whenever I talked to him. And, uh, or I, yeah, I, well, I don't think I talked to him about it, but I, I told some guys that he was going to win that thing whenever I saw how good he ran down at down at Speed Weeks in Georgia and Florida. And I'm sticking with my pick, man. I think uh, I think it's going to happen because you guys, well, you know, Devin won that race at West Virginia, like you mentioned, and, and he's he's just as good as anybody right now. So, yeah, yeah. So, well, time will tell, you know, we'll know this time Friday, you know, it'll be Thursday night when it happens and, you know, we'll see uh, who it is. It'll take a little while to sink in. It might be Friday before we before we realize it. But I, I got a question for you. That car that you've that you've got, you know, you won the original million with, and you've kept it pretty much as is since then. What prompted you to keep that car? And uh, it's pretty cool. And I assume you'll have it there this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be there on display this weekend. Um, you know, once he had the million, and nobody knew you know, how long Earl would keep the track or if we'd go on, then Tony bought it. And, and, you know, Earl did it from his heart to, you know, give back to what everything has been given to him. And, you know, it was pretty cool how Earl did it. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a pretty neat deal the way things are happening. So back, back in 
2001, the original. I mean, what back then, what did you guys think when they announced, hey, we're going to pay a million dollars this year? Uh, there was rumor from the year before somebody was going to or whatever. And, and, you know, it was actually, I think they put the feelers out, you know, of what if we paid a million dollars, what would it be? What would it happen? And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's all the rest of it's in history, but <laughs> to kind of go back at that car, you know, uh, it was a CJ Rayburn and, and, uh, you know, CJ, he sponsored me then. And, uh, you know, he actually gave me that car and, but our deal was with Raven. A lot of people know you had to run them like 20 or 25 times and then they was yours. And, and I, uh, I told him, I said, CJ, I want to retire this car. I said, there might not be another one in my lifetime. There might not ever be another one with all this dirt late model people around. And I'd like to just keep it. So, you know, that was my idea to keep it. And I've kept it here at uh, Donnie Marin Racing Facility in Muskegon County Speedway here on the property for, you know, ever since that race. That's pretty cool. I think it's an amazing piece of history for sure. And I'm really thankful and proud that you've kept that car as is. And, and I look forward to getting to see it this weekend there. Yeah, actually, when Tony started running the Prelude to the Dream, they called me a couple times wanting to buy it. But, and I... I never sold it. You know, I want, I wanted to keep it. Uh, I told them they want me to put a price on it. I said, I'm not going to, you'll have to make an offer. Then I'd have to, to say, you know, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's, uh, it'll be a very vocal piece this weekend. I'm oh, yeah. sure. And I, and I know it means a lot to you for sure. You've got the, you've got the checks to go with it and all that too. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's neat. And, you know, with, Rayburn actually given me that car. I was the owner and driver, so I actually, you know, got both of the trophies, one for the owner and one for the driver, and and uh, it was it was a pretty neat time in my life. Not only will that be a tribute to you, it'll be a tribute to Rayburn, who we lost back over the off season. So I think that's a pretty neat deal too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he he was very inventive on things on dirt late model racing so so going back in uh 2001 and the original one like take us back to that night and you know what transpired you know i know you won the race but like what after that how long did it take to like sink in that man i just want a million dollars i don't know if it sunk in for a while uh I know everything got said and done. Everything was, uh, you know, over. Brenda and I was pregnant actually for Savannah. So no matter if Devin don't win, Savannah was on stage in Brenda's belly. <laughs> so, so I can guarantee you that there's one brand that's going to be the, going to get to vote the stage of both millions. That's so that's crazy. kind of a fact, you know? That's a, that's <laughs> not, not many, too many people know that. That's a factual statement. Yeah. Not very many, so it, it's going to happen. There might be more than one Moran if Devin wins, but, you know, it's uh, there's guaranteed basically to be one. <laughs> I love that. So, That's pretty cool. I love that. But anyhow, you know, it kind of goes back. Uh, you know, we had four kids, Brody, Devin, Tristan, and Wiley, and, and you know, it was leading up to it. And I was always kind of, you know, probably pretty strict on uh, – getting things ready for a couple of weeks at Eldora. Cause that one was one of my main focuses 
you know, if you could win Eldora, use the king of the, you know, not just the world 100 king of dirt track racing. And I kind of took it as that, you know, to my own personal deal. And, you know, a couple of weeks prior to that, Brenda was having a few minor complications that basically to do with stress. And we didn't even know if we was going to go for sure. You know, we didn't know if she's going to be in the hospital or what was. I said, well, you know, I don't have to go. There'll be another race next week, you know, no other million, but there'll be another race. And, you know, that's what I did for a living. And I made it up through my career till then without the million and, and just God blessed us to, you know, help us win. But she went and for it to soak in, you know, there's a couple times I think I hit the wall seven times during that race. And I told myself, don't do that. Don't do that. Talking to myself, driving and and, you know, they're the last 10 or 15 laps. Some of the lap traffic give me a few fits in a couple of spots. And, and that let Steve Smith reel me in. But, uh, you know, we broke around them two cars and got going and everything was good. And we won. But the moment, not that, not that it was a million dollars. It was the one that I won the biggest race of all times. And, you know, that's... Uh, short track dirt track racing so i went around you know the racetrack tried to throw a little bit of mud up i knew way to <laughs> enough went across the scales got the green light and it was like a sign of relief pull up onto the uh you know the platform there in victory lane where they have it and the moment it hit me is when me and brenda got to hug and got to give her a kiss and that was uh very unexplainable moment in my life for sure man you really broke it all down i mean i've heard of people getting paid up there in popcorn boxes and everything it looks like there's vi there's video of earl handing you a check it looks like so that wasn't as cool of a story i guess as a popcorn box but how did that <laughs> actually to me when i won cedar lake the nationals i did get paid up there or something that one year in a popcorn box and put <laughs> popcorn on top of it but the story on the check which nobody hardly knows this we was on stage and earl kept saying man i hate to give you this much money i hate to give you this much money <laughs> and he was actually teasing me he'd start handing it towards me and i'd start to grab it <laughs> and he'd pull it away he'd like haha you know kind of like that deal he did it three or four times, and I said, Earl, I said, just keep the check. Just I'll trade you the check for the D-disc place. He goes, here, and he handed it right over. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he needs not, not too many people know that story. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. So oh, that's how, funny. So, so how was your relationship with Earl, like, even before or after that? It was good before, you know, because I was, you know, the one, the first one to win the dream in the world in the same year, first one to ever sweep it. Uh, I've been out there racing since 1980. Uh, you know, Earl, to me, he was the the man of promoters, of all promoters, of no matter what race was or the this first or that first, you know, because you gotta got got to give the guy in 1971 when, when Bruce Gold won the first World 100, that basically started things. And, you know, there's other big races and, you know, I've won the Dirt Track World Championship, not taking nothing away from Carl Short, but Earl was the man, and he still is in my eyes today. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, he, I mean, he put dirt late model racing on a different, you know, path with, you know, like you said, putting up, you know, the World 100. Everybody knows the World 100 is the biggest race of the year, 
and and he's the one that started that. So yeah, yeah. Now, like when I've won the World 100 before, you know, the first time, you know, because we was the way things went was the first one to ever lap the field. Not trying to brag or say anything, but it was neat and got a lot of phone calls and things like that, you know, because there was no the social media what there is today, and then backed it up to 92. Then you know, kind of swept the the year in 96 and did the back-to-back world in 97 then i never won again till the million in 2001 and there's all special but for some reason with it named the million and what it is when we got home sunday morning there was some people waiting in our driveway there was posters on the front of my garage doors in my shop congratulations and this and that the the guys that worked for me then we was actually going to race next weekend but we had savannah four days after i was in and out of the hospital with brenda doing a lot of uh, uh media work for you know tv radio newspapers photographers and it was just like crazy 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 and we actually never even got to race because there was so much hype and people was so it's like yeah there's other millionaires by far way more and stuff but (laughs) like in a dirt track racing where somebody just won a million dollars it was to a lot of people it was somebody they wanted to see then when i wasn't here hey can uh, you know my guys told me hey can we see that car can we look at the car and you know they didn't get to work any that week you know and so we actually took you know didn't go racing because there was it was just impossible and that's that week of all that, you know, and having our fifth child and and the way that people was with the hype and the things, because, you know, now, you know, somebody will do something and they'll send you a text or an email or, you know, Snapchat or whatever, you know, all this stuff do or Facebook each other. And but then it was like, you know, a lot of people did a lot of things personal because that's the only way there was a communications or landline basically you know so it it was really exciting that's the only thing i wish eldora would have did for this weekend if i had to be not negative but not on the upside i wish they would have had the million by itself by the weekend by itself so the winner could savor of what i got to go through winning the million compared to any other race i ever won because, you know, the next day is qualifying and part of the dream. So, you know, but it's the business side of it of today's world. And, you know, so be it. But whoever wins, hopefully it's my son. If it's not, you know, uh, I can tell them they better enjoy the moment. Oh, I'm sure they will. I mean, how can you not? I mean, a million dollars, that's, that's unheard of. Now, now, back then, like, I know a million's a million, but back then that's that was huge. Like, how did – how did that set your racing career? I mean, that had to set you, you know, set you up for at least a couple years or at least a year or a couple years after that. Yeah, it helped, you know, for what we did. And I raced because I was owner operator. It was really strange, you know, cause people don't realize I had a couple sponsors and say, okay, Hey, now you won that. Now you got a month, enough money. I don't have to help you. <laughs> and then there was that happened. Oh, Believe yeah. me, it happened. And then there was other sponsors that come on board and said, hey, we want to be part of the Million Dollar Man team, you know. So, you know, so it, it worked out both ways, you know. So it was all good. 
Um, you meant, you're talking about your sponsors there. You had a longtime sponsor, Eddie Sunoco. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, Linda, you know, she was there. Eddie was there. And, and Eddie and Linda, they was more like family than sponsors, you know. So, you know, she's actually changed Devin's diapers when he was little. He'd sit on her lap, you know, if I needed her to do something. And, you know, if I needed down on my luck, they'd help me a little bit here and there. Her and Eddie, it was just they was tremendous people they were so great and uh you know i've just been blessed with everything that they got to do for me in their lifetime now don't they do they still help with devon's racing no they're both passed on now okay because there's, there's an eddie that's the different eddies on the car on his car now no, it's it, not it, it they devon keeps it on there out of memory for i got her. you okay i got and you actually on their gravestone they got work hard play hard and Devin puts that on about every T-shirt he does, you know, because he knows that she she was like a grandma to him. That's you know, okay. Even though my mom's still alive and, and Brenda's mom's still alive and they're, they're the original grandmas. But, you know, at the racetrack, man, she took care of my kids, helped Brenda tremendously. See, I did not. That's, that's something I did not know about that whole little saying yeah. everything on the car. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. To, that's good that you told that because, like, I've always uh, put that – with you, you know, the Eddie Sunoco always been on your spoiler all those years, and that's uh, that's pretty yeah. cool you told that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Donnie, I think we've kind of covered the million there. I just want to ask something person, a personal kind of question here. You won the biggest race there's ever been, but you really won, like, the first big race that there ever was up at Log Cabin Speedway, 35000 to win, and my dad was there, and he's talked a lot about it, and he talks about it a lot, and uh, – Tell me a little bit about that, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go get back to cutting your grass. Well, you know, it was like going down there. The first $100,000 purse ever got paid on dirt, and, you know, it was, you know, just I was young. It was 1982. You know, I was uh, born in 62, so, you know, I just was turning 20 years old, and it was like, you know, it was like, I can't say nothing. I've had a storybook racing career, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I've really, you know, had a lot of, a lot of good. So, uh, like I said, you know, I want to thank God for that. My family, my crew, my wife, my mom and dad, you know, everybody, the relatives and everybody that's helped me off and on through my career. You know, I can't say enough to everybody, but, uh, Log Cabin was pretty cool. You know, I got to meet Bobby Allison there that weekend and uh, a couple of others because it was just right down the road from Martinsville. And, and we actually stayed the second year when I backed it up at Log Cabin, won it back to back. We had the car out on the open trailer and we stayed at the Dutch Inn and Martinsville was racing NASCAR that weekend. And it was a little two-story motel. And at about 7 o'clock in the morning, there's some guy out looking at my car. And they said, hey, go down there and find that guy. I got to meet Dale Earnhardt that day. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> you know, things of uh, it goes along with dirt track racing and things like that to where he was out looking at my car. And he goes, hey, I heard this had a uh, uh, fast time. And I, I had fast time by three or four tenths that second year at Log Cabin or something like that. And I said, quite don't look like your car, no. And I, that was the only time I ever got to talk to the man. And it was, uh, that was a very cool moment. Do you, now, do you ever just sit back and, I mean, 
reflect on your career? I mean, like you said, winning log cabin, you know, one of the first big paying races back to back, you know, the million dollars, all the dreams, the, the worlds and all, all the big races that you, that you've won. Do you just I mean, just sit back and reflect on, man, I've been, I mean, I was blessed. Was I lucky or anything like that? Uh, just when I get talking to like reporters and it, it really puts a jaunt in my mind. I was like, Oh my golly, sometimes, but you know, I feel God bless me on driving talent, what I had that, and, uh, you know, he gave me special moments in my life and it was pretty cool. We don't really, we don't really want you to think that we're reporters, though, Donnie. We're just I know, just... but you you are actually doing some type of report. That's true. We're we just, just we just want to be two guys just talking about some racing. Yeah, we, we just, just we just want to just like we're hanging out, just right. We're we just want to feel like we're behind the hauler after a race, just having a half a couple cold ones and just just shooting the shit, basically. Yeah, I mean it's it's great, you know. It's just. Uh... You know, it's fun to talk about it, you know, things that where I got to go do and basically retired and 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 take strolls down memory lanes like that. It's it's fun to talk about. The thing I like, Donnie, like from talking to you, it's, it's always been like a family, you know, deal with you when you were racing, you know, having all your sons and wife and, and daughter with you. And it's not, it's almost like you kind of kind of spilled over into Devin's deal. Like it's like he's always you know him and Wiley's kind of kept close and always ran up and down the road. Is that something that you like instilled in him? Like you know family first, or is it just is that just a Moran yeah, a Moran yeah. thing? We did a lot of family first things and stuff like that, you know. And even when I was running some other series and stuff and. And uh, I'd travel 10, 12 hours away. And then the next racetrack would only be two or three hours away from that racetrack. And everybody else would stay on the road and I would come home. And everybody goes, what are you doing traveling that far for? I said, I like being married to my wife and I like seeing my kids and help her help her raise them, you know, because that's just what I like to do. I remember driving all night, getting out and, uh, Drove all night long, got home, and the guys dropped me. Well, I got out of the driving, and the guys dropped me off at church and went into church with my wife and kids at times. Then there's other times that I'd drive straight home and uh, meet Brenda, or we would be in the camper, and we'd drive straight to the ball field and uh, watch the kids do bitty leg or whatever they needed to do. So I drove home. I know I was out on the road some, but every chance I had, I came home. And I guess that kind of embedded, they seen, hey, dad's watching us. Hey, dad's helping us. Dad's doing this. And a lot of times, even after work, when I'd work down here to shop, having four boys, we'd have football games every night, you know, in the yard. Me and two boys on one side, two boys on the other side, and I'd be all-time quarterback. <laughs> so I did a lot of stuff with my family and did things. And I guess it's just I didn't realize that I was teaching them, but it just kind of embedded into them and carried over. Well, Donnie, uh, we're looking forward to getting up there to the million this weekend and, and seeing you and catching up and everything. Uh, what's uh, one of your predictions for this weekend, other than hopefully uh, Devin probably hopefully winning that thing? But uh, what's some of your predictions? What do you think we'll see when we get there? Uh, well, you know, if if uh, – I got about five guys that I picked would would win. 
Then I got about another 10. It would be a long shot to win. And I'll just, you know, I'll kind of leave it at that. <laughs> That's kind of what me and him, me and Adam did before we called you up. We, uh, we really couldn't narrow it down to one. Honestly, it was so, there's so many guys that's got a shot to win that race and, uh, and it's, uh, it's going to be more competitive than ever probably. So, uh, we're looking for, I'm yeah, looking forward to getting you there. Know, we went up there a couple of weeks ago and they was having a few track issues. If they don't get the track issued out, you know, hopefully they did. I've seen, you know, some, uh, my kids showed me some posts where Tony was actually working on it and they was working on it hard. If it would happen to come apart like it did that night we raced up there Sunday ago when Josh Richards got hurt, I can tell you any car it's in that 28, I think they're starting 28, maybe they might start 32. Any car starts that race, I don't think there's an odd man out if that track would be in that condition. If it's normal Eldor, then I bet you I could pick five people, and I bet you they're the ones that one of them would win. There you go. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. Now let's let's hope that Tony and them, you know, got it ironed out because, you know, what we want we want to see a good a typical Eldora smooth, you know, racy from top to bottom right. race. Right. I mean that's just yeah. I mean million dollar track for a million dollar race. Well, Donnie, yeah. Donnie, I appreciate your time tonight. You're the only million dollar man until uh, until Thursday here. So Thursday we'll night, we'll I get to keep the record for a few more days, and then it's done over. <laughs> are, you, are you gonna hand over the the title up on stage on Thursday night? Or are you just no, gonna sit back I, and they do have me being grand marshal of the race? Okay, that's cool. That's you gonna cool wave one. the green flag? Uh, whatever they want me to do, I'll probably do. <laughs> you know, it's uh, not saying. <laughs> I'd like if they could kick a few of them out of their cars and say, hey, let me drive that thing. But there you them, go. Them days are done by. <laughs> Devin don't have a backup car laying around? Uh, yeah, but uh, like I told him before, every dog has his day. There you go. Pretty good days in my life. There we go. You sure did, Donnie. And uh, this has been a good day for me because you've always been one of my heroes. And uh, I'm glad to, glad to have the opportunity to have you on this podcast. And I hope a lot of people will enjoy listening to this maybe on their trip to Eldora. So I uh, appreciate your time, Donnie, and uh, we'll see you up there in a couple of days. We, we got okay. we got to give Donnie – thank you, Donnie, because you were the first man to stop mowing grass to talk to us on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've had about three or four people we call them, oh, I got to mow grass, I got to mow grass, and they don't ever call us back or they don't answer when we call them back. So thank you very much for taking You're about welcome. 10, you know, 15 I, minutes here. I've enjoyed here. it too. You know, it's been a lot of fun, so – you know, I got with me being promoter of Muskegon County Speedway, you know, I do a lot of work over there, you know, cutting grass and things like that. I, that's where I still teach my driving school, you know, Donnie Marin Racing Driving School. So, you know, I like things to look good around the racetrack and things like that. So it's a lot of work, a lot of time, but, you know, it's part of my racing, what I love to do, and that's all part of it. There we go. For sure. And, uh, yeah, Muskingum County Raceway there, you've got a big race coming up in a few weeks too, so uh, yeah. no problem <laughs> shouting that out for sure. Okay. Well, sounds great, and I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Another episode of the Forward Bike Podcast is in the books for this week. Uh, let us know who you think is going to win Eldor. Hit us up on, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and let us know who you think your pick is. And if you're going to Eldor, travel safe, and uh, we'll see you when we get there. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong, for Adam Logan, and appreciate Donnie Moran stopping by to talk with us this week. 
and uh, we'll try to bring you some great content from uh, from the dream and the million next week on the podcast. So stay tuned for that, and we'll talk to you soon.